We already asked who could take that big leap this season. Now we're going to discuss who could take the step back. Plus, who's going to participate in the closing lineup this year? That's all today on Locked On Hornets. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. Also, we appreciate Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Doug, this episode is the exact antithesis of what we did yesterday. Ooh, we said, who's going to take word, a big antithesis. leap? Antithesis. What's that mean? Yeah, Oppo. Maybe you wanted, you, you wanted me to say. It's the oppo right. episode wait get antithesis <laughs> out here who cares about that today is the oppo episode from what we did yesterday friday we said who's going to take a big leap and who's going to be the projected starting lineup today we're going to dive into who could take a step back i don't know nobody says a a, a leap back or a bound back Mm-mm. Do we want to go leap back nope. in this one? No, or just this is gonna no, you just take a little step back. It's not yeah, you okay. know. James now Harden that'd be an style. interesting question. Who's the who's the most likely Hornet to take a step back shot? Who you got? Lamello. Step back jumper. Lamello. Lamello Lamello's the guy when he starts to get saucy with his stationary handles, mm-hmm. yeah, he's mm-hmm. chucking it. Like you, yeah. you can tell when he's when he's hell bent on shooting a shot. Yeah, because he can he can really move defenders. Yeah, I think Lamelo. Yeah, if you were say fadeaway, I think you got to go Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier's got the fadeaway shot, I think, on lock. But the step back, yeah, Lamelo, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll also discuss the closing lineup. Always be closing. Who is that group of players? We'll what movie? What movie? And Do you know the movie? Always I, be closing. I know the ABC. Phrase. Yeah, all right, because the phrase has entered the consciousness. What really was it was yeah. a it, it was a movie, but before it was a movie, it was a play. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's the name of the play and the movie. Always Be Closing was said by Alec Baldwin's character in that movie. Okay, that makes more. I mean, never, ever, ever would have gotten that. How how old is that? Ooh, that would have been the 90s. Yeah, great movie. You should go check it out. Great movie. It it set the record. uh, As a little trivia for you. I think it set the record at the time for most F-bombs in a movie. It was sort of the wire version of a movie. Uh, Alec Baldwin, Al Pacino, Jack Lemon. Is it Jack? Jack Lemon. I think that's right. Uh, and Kevin Spacey. We don't, you know, we don't talk about Kevin Spacey anymore, but Kevin Spacey was Shunned. at the height of his career. Uh, so, yes, yeah, star studded movie, Glengarry Glenn Ross. All right. I'll let everybody else go Google <laughs> and that. And that's and the show, that. ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. It's the summer. It's the summer. I love talking about this random stuff during the summer. Have a great day, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. (laughs) No, we're uh, (laughs) up. Let's dive into who's actually going to take a step back here, Doug. I thought it's not something we've talked about. You know, it's all about how do the Hornets improve because they didn't do anything because they lost Miles Bridges Mm -hmm. and – or they didn't lose him, but we don't assume that he'll play. And they mm-hmm. also, oh, they only brought back Cody Martin. They, they basically remained the same instead of bringing anybody new into the fold outside of the NBA draft. So who is somebody that could take that step back? Trying to think about it, I almost came up with a skill set from a certain player more so than just an overall player. Man, I really think he's going to struggle this Cheater. season. Yeah, I did. I took the easy way out, but 
Cody Martin shooting was so much a part of why we thought he improved. And if you look at it, you can kind of split his season in half too and say the first half he shot really well. He was among the league leaders. Remember how crazy his shooting numbers were. He was like, I, he was leading the NBA among a minimum amount of attempts taken. And then he, in the second half, I think he shot like 34, something like that. It wasn't great. It wasn't atrocious, but it wasn't great. I, I don't. I don't think Cody shoots as well this year and therefore maybe we view his offense as not as good. Now I, I know that's very result driven, not process driven, but the fact that a lot of those shots went in, I do think that he's not going to hit at the same clip. Still is going to be a good cutter still is going to play hard on defense, right? I don't expect that to slip, but I, I do think the shooting is going to go down this year. So you think, yeah, that was an aberration kind of year. He yeah, a little bit outlierish. Yeah. Yeah. Something clicked. And and all of a sudden it's not going to click. I feel you on that. I Although I'm wrong, think by the way. I think Cody I think Cody's not the type of player that would get the get the bag, get the big contract, and then suddenly fade oh, away. No. I mean, I think he's gonna no. he's gonna keep it on lock. I I could see that, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, my player that I would actually look at would be Terry Rozier. I'm gonna do a little screen mm. share here. I want to look at his numbers on cleaning the glass. Uh, a website um, that kind of takes away garbage minutes and, and does some interesting things here. But the visualizations are what I love the most. So if you look at his, before he joined Charlotte, back in back in his Boston days, his usage percentage was about average for his position, but his points per shot attempt were in the toilet. He was the 38th percentile in 17-18, and then 18-19, the 31st percentile in terms of points per shot attempt. When he comes to the Hornet, and, and that's why I'm sure, Walker, that a lot of fans, this is the reason why a lot of fans were hemming and hawing when the Hornets let Kemba go and then did this sign-and-trade maneuver hemming and hawing. Yeah, to bring in Terry Rozier because like that that these points per shot attempt numbers were extremely inefficient. But then he comes to the Charlotte Hornets, his usage goes way up and his points per shot attempt go way, 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 way up. 77th percentile. He goes from 101.2 to 112.5. That is, talk about a leap and a bound. That is a huge leap and a bound in terms of your ability to knock down shots at an efficient rate. Uh, and it's mostly stayed right there. It actually went up to one was 16 the next season and then came back down just a little bit to 114 but he's remained very consistent and my question would be how long is that going to hold up number one number two when does Lamelo's ascension start to eat into the ability for Terry Rozier to get enough offense when does that because we haven't seen that conflict yet but I think it's brewing because I think I, I can't envision oh, I this. this team yes. having I can't envision this team having an all NBA level LaMelo and an all star level Terry Rozier. I don't think that's going to happen. I think more well, likely you have all NBA level LaMelo ball and you have Terry Rozier taking a step back. I mean, even if Terry stayed right where he is right now, that's. Because he's not all-star level right now, right? So, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that either. Hornets tried to push but him, think... but no, he's no, he wasn't. No, <laughs> no, I mean, he's. By the way, can I, we I just think... can we talk about that for a second? Know, you know, this is summer. We're getting, we're kind of going off on tangents all over the place. So, like, we okay, <laughs> okay, uh, fine. Me, I, I'm going off on a few tangents. I would just like to address the organization, if I can. Actually, can we? Uh, can uh, producer? Can we bring the uh, camera in close? 
Wow, what is going? Okay, all right, take the floor. <laughs> Thank you. Going on? Can can we just focus on one player for the All Star push this season? I get it. You want to spread the love. You want you want there to be this cohesion. I understand. But can, can we just get serious and just if if you really feel like there's one particular player, I don't know, maybe Lamelo Ball, that is in All Star contention, can we just shine, take all of the lights and shine it on? that player. I think it would be best. That's all I'm asking for. And now I will cede the floor back to my, what are you, would you, you taking a break, taking a break on me? You're looking at your phone. Oh, what? You're not are listening you, to what I'm what, saying. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I need to use the bathroom. I just decided to take a little bit of time there. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was great. Very compelling. Yeah, no, I, it's, it is weird. Uh, yeah. You do need to just go ahead and focus on LaMelo's all-star bid. Cause Terry's not going to get that. And, and I think, so that's why I don't think he needs to take a step back. Part of the reason is LaMelo is always going to be a facilitator. And when you're playing with LaMelo and he's, and he actually does really well with another scoring player in the backcourt, I think he's just always going to set up Terry and Terry's a good enough shooter to where I think that those stats are going to remain the same. I don't expect him to be an all-star. He's, he's never been one. And I don't, I don't expect that to take place. And I understand the overall point. I also wonder how much miles bridges being out is also going to deter what you talked about happening. So, okay, like in the when we're trying to balance the scale with all these different ideas going on either end, how much does Miles Bridges being out actually rise the ability of one Terry Rozier or ask at least the responsibility of one Terry Rozier? So I think that kind of throws a wrench in these preseason predictions with some of these players. No, I feel you, um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. I, yeah, I see, no, that's fine. I, I understand all of your good points. I'm going to ignore them and stick with my prediction. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's radio. You did it. Yeah. Come with me, Doug. Join me on FNZ. Yeah. Nice job. You graduated. Oh. Move that tassel from the right to the left. One interesting thing Josh Lloyd did talk about, too, in the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball appearance. Uh, I thought this was interesting. We haven't really talked about it, but we were talking about the step up and he said maybe Gordon Hayward. And so that that sounds ridiculous for the, for, on the you surface. You the last episode we were talking about the leap. You said, yeah. He yeah. was saying Gordon Hayward for the leap. He was, he was saying Gordon Hayward. And really, it all comes down to Miles being out. And plus the fact that it's not like Gordon Hayward was extremely healthy last season. So if you see a future, you see a season of him playing 60 games, that's better. Do you see him making more shots because he's taking more shots because you don't have your leading score on the team. That's going to be better. The efficiency still stays the same. Yeah. Like maybe it's a sneaky answer where people are going to be angry upon hearing it, but it might just happen because of what's taking place with the Hornets off season. Well, you saw at the beginning of last season, uh, LaMelo picked right back up where he left off and then miles, his numbers and his offensive involvement went through the roof and the one player that decided yeah. to take a little bit of a step back was Gordon. Um, he was uh, pretty quiet at the beginning of that season. And so I, I think there's plenty of license. If Gordon is, is fully healthy and ready to go, there's going to be plenty of license for uh, him to be as involved in the offense as possible. I'll also say this. I think we should throw away – actually, can we um, bring the camera in close? I've got one more thing to say, yeah, actually. No, you didn't get enough FaceTime. Go ahead. Charlotte Hornets, can we not talk about load managing Gordon Hayward? Okay. He's making a lot of money. You tried it. It didn't work. 
Uh, I don't want to hear anything. No, about they Logan. didn't try it. No, I will stop your FaceTime. They did not try it. They said they would, and then they abandoned that plan. Well, then let's they not talk it. about it. Well, let's not talk about it anymore because he's making. I don't want to <laughs> load manage Gordon Hayward. I want to ride Gordon Hayward for every single cent dollar that he is making as a member of the Charlotte Hornets. I want to squeeze as much of that Gordon juice as possible <laughs> until. Until this team wins a play-in game. I don't want to hear. I do not want to hear a single thing about load Mm. management until this team can lose a play-in game by two points, not 20. Now I'm ready for coming up next. Am I I going to be on WFNC now? Did I, did I win? Can you send me that soundbite over and then I'll put it on the, (laughs) put it on the radio and then we'll just hear people call it. I'm too dangerous for radio. That radio, you know, they they don't want me. I'm too dangerous. You are too dangerous for radio. You're too dangerous for this podcast. All right, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We're going to discuss the always be closing lineup. Talked about the starting lineup yesterday. We're going to see who is going to be finishing these games for Steve Clifford this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league. That includes Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sport wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action uh all happening today bet online where the game starts more facetime for doug more alec baldwin quotes all next locked on hornets you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast david hey, the show's barely been on how are these injuries going to affect the hornets ability to beat the miami heat I'm going to go get some more buttermilk while you talk about it. <laughs> get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. I want to finish that, Gordon. <laughs> You're thinking. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking about, Doug? You are tapping I, well, your chin. Honestly, that is the... Yeah, no, honestly, I wasn't thinking about anything. Sometimes when we come back from break, I just want to look like I'm thinking about something. I really just kind of strike a pose when we come out of the break. And that was, I really wasn't thinking about anything. Yeah, I just usually don't call you out. And this time I did and it didn't work it's out. True. So you, well. call, you called my, you called my thinking bluff. <laughs> really you're not you're just tapping your chin you're just feeling mm. what the chiseled butt chin indent looks like that's what you're trying to feel you can't right see now. it it's it's hidden in the beard the beard is back by the way yeah oh, there, we there did when a, you shaved it yeah i did i shaved it i'm not gonna do that again uh, but yeah there is a little bit of a chisel right here now you know i eat too much i, I eat too many Sexy. ice cream bars for it to be chiseled but there is i do have a little bit of a butt chin Oh, I ate a Klondike bar for the first time in like 10 years the wow. other day. So worth it. It was what so good. What would you do? One a of the lot. best ice cream commercial ideas. Whoever did that. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it's not one of those stories where like the person that comes up with a great idea is, was languishing. Uh, you know, they didn't make any money off of it. They were just like, it was just like somebody's buddy that like somebody who worked for Klondike was like, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea. And that, that person's mm-hmm. like penniless. Um, but I hope it's not like that. I hope whoever came up with the Klondike, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I hope they are very rich. Do you miss the Choco Taco? I never ate Choco Taco. That's such an internet thing. That's people moaning about the Choco Taco who had never once in their life eaten a Choco Taco. I've never eaten a Choco Taco, so I'm not going to go online and be like, oh my God, the Choco Taco. 
Choco Taco Fall. <laughs> Summer, baby. I wanted to finish up your Gordon Hayward point because we did have this debate already. It was a fun Friday, and it was before Miles Bridges turned him uh, turned himself in to be arrested for that felony domestic violence charge. I mean, before that, we were discussing the load management idea for Gordon Hayward. I was for it. I think David was for it too, if I'm not mistaken, because they they came in. Borrego said, "Yeah, we're gonna you know, take it easy a little bit," and then Gordon just played more minutes than anybody and. I, I get the idea from what they were thinking. They feel like they were better with him on the court. And that's true. Like Gordon, you know, I know people hate it, but I, Gordon was one of the better players on this team. Not better than LaMelo, despite what Mitch Kupchak said. Not the but best player. We do know. Yeah, right. Not, not what Mitch Kupchak said. But Gordon is certainly one of their better players and needed to see the floor when he was playing a decent amount. But then they played him more than anybody. And they refuse to sit him or go with that load management plan. And what happens? He gets hurt again. And you have to go the entire half of the season without Gordon Hayward. Like it happened two years in a row. We've seen him get injured before. Now, I think th the calculus has changed so much because instead of having Miles Bridges help you out at that three spot, like Jalen McDaniels, I like but clearly not as good as Gordon Hayward when he's healthy and not going to be as good as a Miles Bridges out there. Man, Doug, now I think we are com coming a little bit closer to your idea of I, what do you do? Like, I think there needs exactly. to be some kind of I, there needs to be some kind of happy medium. How, how about he doesn't lead the team in minutes? You know, we, we can save him a little bit. But yeah, that probably is compromised even more so this year. I'll tell I'll tell you, Walker, exactly what you should do. In fact, bring the camera in close again, please. Yeah, get some FaceTime real quickly. Thank you. Um, here's exactly what you do. You play him as many minutes as it takes to win these basketball games. Steve Clifford, I don't need to tell Steve Clifford that. Um, he's gonna. How many gonna minutes is it. that? Is that 48? It's all of them. Every single okay. one. In fact, he needs to play 57 minutes somehow. He needs to take other players' minutes. So they need to play him and, and three other guys. When the and, game is over, why, I want you doing drills. Yeah. And here's why. Because you 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 have to roll the dice at this point and hope that Gordon Hayward turns in a career year heading into the all heading into the trade deadline and you're able to flip Gordon Hayward because you haven't been able to do it so far you haven't been able to trade Gordon so far so you, I think at this point you you ride it and hope he hope he's good enough where you can trade him all right Walker you can come back <laughs> what? Just... Oh, hold on a second hold on a second. <laughs> No, good FaceTime for sure. Um, yeah, so no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, like uh, from what I heard, like the first 10 seconds, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that is compromised. All right, we talked about the starting lineup. Let's get to the finishing lineup. Always be closing, as one Alec Baldwin said. Who do you think is going to be the closing lineup this year? Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you put your predictions because this is your spreadsheet. Well, yeah, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go up here and copy LaMelo Ball into the point guard position. I think that's... that's this is the, a spreadsheet tutorial. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, little, little command C. I'm on a Mac here. A little command C, a little command V, LaMelo Ball into the point guard position. Uh, you know, big-wise, this is where it gets interesting to me. I'm going to skip down to the big. Yeah. I'm going to say they close with, with probably PJ. I agree. I at agree. the center position. I'm going to come up here and steal Cody Martin, who got some closing lineups uh, last season. I'm going to put him in a wing position. Okay. Now, this is – you're going with the interesting stuff first. So – Well, go ahead and stop right. me. Go ahead Let's and talk about, we'll talk about what I'm doing here. I've got – right now, I've sure. got LaMelo, I've got Cody, and I've got PJ. Okay. Go ahead. 
And by the way, we should, I think closing lineups, these, this ABC lineup always be closing is more important than the starting lineup. If your team's competitive. Uh, now, if you're yeah, not in no, contention for, sure. for anything, then whatever. We're always going to talk about who the starters are because there's just such a prestige that goes along with that. It's kind of like max contracts. There's such a prestige that goes with getting a match contract. There's a prestige that comes along with starting. But honestly, this closing lineup is is one of the more important things. So uh, um, I'm going to go with with Cody Martin. What do you what do you what do you think here? What do you think about what I got so far? Well. Yeah, Cody's going to be interesting. I, I think you're not going to take Terry Rozier off of the floor, so you probably should just go ahead and put him at the two. I was going to, but I, I, yeah, do, I, right. I wasn't doing this because you were asking me to. I was already going to do this. Yes, <laughs> I was going to do it anyway. Um, yeah, All right, Gordon so now Hayward. we have one position not- left for the always be closing lineup. It's that second big position. I know who I'm putting in there. Who do you want to put I, in there? Okay. Well, if you're going to play Gordon Hayward 57 minutes, it better be Gordon <laughs> yes, Hayward. You need- yeah, you got to go with Gordon <laughs> in this closing lineup. I mean, because he's a player that can score on all three levels. He's been shooting the ball really well the past couple of seasons. He can spread the floor. He can pass it. He can hit mid-range jump shots. He can hit tough shots. If you're talking about late in the season, defenses are starting to close down a little bit. You know, I think Gordon Hayward has to. And he, and he plays defense. Like, I mean, he's, you know, he's not like the the craziest best defender but he plays solid defense yeah i think it's Lamelo ball it's terry rozier it's cody martin it's gordon hayward it's pj washington yeah you need so with with pj you know not as good of a rim protector as a mark williams assuming what his skill set his strength is going to be but pj offensively is awesome we know how as as far as a shooting big right i mm-hmm. yeah it's clearly lacking in some areas but can shoot and you know how much i think of his defense so yeah. being the closing big also that's their best lineup right Closing lineup is going to be your best lineup. The plus minus with PJ at the five, all the lineups with him playing center have been positive. They have yep. been their best lineups. So PJ at the five probably is easy. LaMelo at one, Terry at two, Gordon in there somewhere, whether it be three or four. Cody is the one that's the most debatable. You get into a Kelly Oubre, a Jalen McDaniels, who would be taking over that spot. I think you're probably right with Cody, despite me thinking the three-point shooting could take a step back this year for Cody. Um, you don't want to sacrifice all of your defense in your closing lineups. And so if if you need offense badly, so let's say you're you're down 10 with a couple mm-hmm. minutes, you might you okay. might go Kelly just to see if he can catch fire. Yeah. Um and same thing, same thing at the center position, right? PJ Washington, if you're trying to defend the lead, you might you might go with like Mark Williams or something to defend the paint. But if, if they go small, you got to go PJ. So well, I, I think PJ probably, yeah. But, but this, yeah. this makes the most sense for all situations. Now, you're yeah. getting ahead because we got a lot of lineups to talk about over the next couple of weeks, like the Bucket Brigade. Like, yeah, Kelly Oubre, Bucket Brigade, uh, special. Like, he's going to be in the Bucket Brigade when they need some offense. So yeah, but I so, think so this tie ball game two minutes to go. Right. So yeah. So tie ball game two minutes to go. You're starting zero to zero essentially. This is the lineup you want. I I think that's probably right. Well, and, and I, I would think that's say where Steve Clifford would go. Yeah, and I would say more than that, more than situationally at the two minute mark, I would say this is this will eventually be not probably night one, but eventually be the closing lineup that comes in that works its way in around the seven eight minute mark of the fourth quarter. 
You know, that, that that's to me, this is where it settles in. And maybe again, later on in the season, if Mark Williams starts to, you know, th- then you shift down and say Mark Williams, PJ Washington, unless they go small, Gordon Hayward, you know, and then you've got a debate between Terry Rozier and Cody Martin. Yeah, so there you go. I think that's the all, I think ABC. that's the always be, yeah, ABC, the always be closing lineup. Unfortunately, none of those younger guys we can see. De- definitely not in the closing lineup. JT Thor, you have getting some minutes there. With They're ABG. Always but... be developing. It's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> oh, ABG. Always be G League. In Greensboro. Yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, yeah. always in... That's good, too. Always be Greensboro. <laughs> always be Greensboro. All right. Coming up next. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug gave his win-loss projections for a few games, I need to catch up. I need to give you guys my ideas on what I think the Hornets could do the first three games of the season, and then we will continue on throughout the 82-game schedule. That's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Is Locked on Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot <laughs> wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, we went to Doug's spreadsheet in the last segment. Now we're just going to the straight-up Hornets regular season schedule where Doug is making it his coloring book. He's going to be drawing all over this thing. You didn't save your last markings, though. So let's go back, recap what you did the first three games. I'll give you my thoughts on how the Hornets will start the season, and then maybe we'll explore a few other games, maybe try to get through October. Yeah, I have to, real quickly, I have to, like, draw in some sections here. I don't know why he keeps wanting me to pace. There we go. Stop mm-hmm. it. All right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to draw in some, uh, let's see if I got to draw you. Cause I want to make sure we have some space here for both of our win loss projections. And I got to go, got to go. You're drawing, you're drawing me and then you're drawing yourself. Well, I just drew myself. That's me with the long hair. Okay. There you go. Oh, the oh I didn't know that hair. was long hair. Wait, where's your, where's the, re- where's your chin? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, just, yeah, fill it out there. There's me. All right. There you go. All right. So, uh, there's your eye. I'm, you know, I'm not going to do eyeballs. You're all eyebrows. And then okay, well, yeah, you got you. some like spiky, you kind of got spiky short hair and you mm-hmm. have the chiseled chin, my friend. Oh yeah. Go so ahead and give me that butt the, chin. <laughs> you get the Brock Brock from Pokemon chin there. So there's you, there's me. Um, and our, we've got Wednesday, October 19th at San Antonio. I went, I'm going to, I'm going to be teal for wins. You'll be purple for wins. I went win against San Antonio and I went win against New Orleans. I went win against Atlanta three and O start for the Charlotte Hornets. Where do you land? So I think the opener against San Antonio, they're in tank mode. They traded DeJounte Murray for a lot of first round picks. I think that's a great matchup to start the season for them. Even in San Antonio, I'll go with the win. The Hornets start off one. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Give me the one and oh start. start. Yep. One and oh to start for sure. Second and then game. New Orleans home second opener. game at home against New Orleans. Zion is going to play, by the way. So Shams Sharania put out there that the Pelicans opener, I forget who I think it's against the Nets, maybe even in Brooklyn, but they do expect Zion to play in that game. So you would assume he'll play in the second game. I actually have them losing their home opener. I hate Ooh, to say it, wow. but I have them starting one and oh, and then I think they'll lose the home opener against New Orleans and then against Atlanta on the road. 
I don't know if the box score from last year is going to be up there. Like they put the Pacers box score from the first play in game that they lost by 20. I do think this is going to be some semblance of a revenge game. DeJounte, Trey Murray still trying to fill each other out on the court a little bit. You still have to try to figure out how to play with one another. You remember you have the John Collins drama. Is he going to get traded? Is he not? Give me a dub. So they win against San Antonio. They lose against New Orleans. And then they go back on the road and they actually beat the Hawks in Atlanta to get off to a two and one start. Not as good as your three and oh start, but two and one still pretty good. Yeah, start of a three game road trip here at Atlanta, then at New York, then at Orlando. So here here's where the rubber meets the road walker. I've got them at three and oh. That would that would tie their best start in franchise history with last season. And now do they get to four and oh? Best start in franchise history against the New York Knicks, the team that uh, was involved in that first round trade, a Rooney um, that I hated. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say W for the Hornets. Best start in All franchise right. history, 4-0. and What do you got? This one's tough. I'm going to say they win. No, oh, wow, 3-1. and one. You know, for somebody that has projected them into the mid-30s, you've got them off I to... Know. You've got them off to a pretty good start. I do. Uh, all right. And, and in fact, yeah, I do. I, I've got them beating New York on the road. Um, and so 2-0 and on the road. I've got them at 4-0. and Friday, October 28th at Orlando. Steve Clifford's old team, you know, I mean, he's going to have some juice there. He's going to want to get a little revenge against the old team that dumped him after he dragged them into the playoffs. I'm going to go dub 5-0 and start for Lawrence. 5-0 five, five for Doug Branson. We're off to an excellent start. Only you got adding 3-1. The I mean, they're pretty good. I know. I know. Um, I think this is the time where we're starting to feel good about the Hornets. Okay, 3-1. and one. Who would have thought, especially with everything that took place this offseason, maybe the Hornets can actually contend for that play-in and even more. And what happens when we play Orlando when we're feeling good, Doug? What usually happens? We usually oh, lay an egg. That's going to be an L. All right. That's going to be an L. Yeah, three and I'm going to go three for, and two. Three and two for Walker. I've got them yeah. at five and zero oh right now. All right, Saturday, October 29th, um, Golden State at home. It's a home game. I get it. Golden State powerhouse coming off that championship win. I understand all of that. Uh, they didn't win the Kevin Durant sweepstakes this time, so you know they don't add Kevin Durant. Nobody does. <laughs> don't get me started on that whole debacle. Thanks for the content. You need some FaceTime? <laughs> no, I don't want any FaceTime. Kevin wants some FaceTime. Kyrie wants, he wants FaceTime. FaceTime. Um, yeah, so uh, fine. They're, they're still in Brooklyn. Um, I'm just glad that Kevin didn't go to another Eastern conference team. You know, that's like stay in Brooklyn. I, cause I don't think, I don't think that's going to turn into anything, but if he had gone, you know, if he'd gone to Boston, if he had gone uh, to Miami, it was just going to make the Hornets road tougher to hoe. So I'm glad that, um, they, they didn't. All right. Anyway, Golden State Saturday, October 29th, seven o'clock home game. Golden State championship. You know, this this might this would be a loss, I think, if this game were to happen, you know, maybe in December or January. But I think the Hornets high octane offense is going to jump on a lot of these good teams. Golden State, surprise, upset. Give me the dub. Oh, <laughs> six and oh for the Hornets. What a great start. They're Can rolling. you scroll down? You, you so so you said it might be a loss if they played Golden State in December or January. When do they play Golden State again? 
Uh, they do play December at Golden okay. State, Tuesday, December 27th, right after Christmas, right. 10 o'clock p.m. All that's right. a fake national TV game on NBA TV. But I'm not going to reveal if that's – I said it might be a loss. I'm, I might. will not okay. reveal whether I think it's win-loss. We'll have to wait until we, we see how they – you know, you got to look at trends. you got to look and see how many mm-hmm. games they've won previously. A lot of lot factors change. into these predictions. Yeah, things could change when we do choose that game. All right. Let's finish out October. Let's finish out October real quick. Yeah, for sure. And I'll let you finish out with Sacramento. What's your prediction for the Kings? Halloween, Monday, October 31st. Things are going to get spooky against Sacramento at home in the Queen City. Sacramento, they made some trades. It's fine. They got a nice draft pick. 7 o'clock p.m. home game. Give them the dub on Halloween. Getting spooky. So through seven games. Of the Charlotte Hornets season, you have them as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference because they quite literally can't be beaten. So the Hornets would be number one unless there's some tiebreakers involved. That's excellent stuff. ABW, ABW, always be winning. Yeah, that's what the Hornets are. All right, for Golden State, I think they're going to lose against the Warriors. Um, They're a pretty good basketball team even still after the championship. But the next game on Halloween at home, I'll give them victory for that one against the Sacramento Kings. Even with the Kings maybe being a little improved this year, still going to give the Hornets the victory. And so you have them at 7-0. and I have them at 4-3 and to go into November where we'll pick it up in the next. And the first game in November will actually be on ESPN. It will be the ball reunion. Hopefully Lonzo can play. And then we'll see Lonzo and LaMelo face off against one another November 2nd at Chicago. You feeling good? 7-0? and You like your start? Uh, the Hornets are feeling so good. Far. They're seven and zero yeah. right now. They're probably. I mean, that's that's got to be good enough for top of the Eastern Conference, right? <laughs> Doesn't get any better. <laughs> seven and zero. Yeah, it, it could be. Maybe th- I'm, I'm sure there would be some weird rule that would have the Hornets as the fourth seed. That maybe no fifth because they're not going to get home court advantage in the playoffs. So they would get the uh, they would get the fourth seed. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Your second listen. Remember, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every single day with Lockdown NBA. Lockdown NBA. It's your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. 